Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 24th of August. With over 61,000 new infections reported in the country, India's COVID-19 tally has now risen to more than 31 lakh. The death toll is over 57,000 with 836 fresh fatalities reported in the last 24 hours. For the last 19 days, India has consistently been recording the highest number of daily new cases in the world. On the brighter side, India's COVID-19 recoveries have crossed 23 lakhs and are more than three times the number of active cases of infection in the country. The case fatality rate has also further dropped to 1.85%. Union Health Minister Dr. Harshvardhan said that if everything goes well, India would get a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of this year. Three COVID-19 vaccine candidates, including two indigenous ones, are at different phases of development in India. The Phase 1 human clinical trials of two indigenous coronavirus vaccine candidates have been completed and the trials are now in Phase 2. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee today called for postponement of the National Eligibility Come Entrance Test or the NEET and the Joint Entrance Examination or the JEE amid the coronavirus pandemic. Her statement came after the centre's refusal to delay the examinations. JEE is set to be conducted from September 1st to 6th, while NEET will be held on September 13th. The Supreme Court, meanwhile, has asked the centre to bring NEET aspirants from foreign countries back to India on one-day Bharat flights for their examinations. It has dismissed a plea seeking that the exams be held abroad. The Prime Minister's office has said that the PM Cares Fund will be used to build two 500-bed makeshift hospitals in Patna and Muzaffarpur in Bihar. The hospital in Patna will be inaugurated today. Both the hospitals have 125 ICU beds with ventilators and 375 normal beds. That was Akil, a porter or a coolie at New Delhi railway station. When the pandemic hit India, the Indian Railway suspended passenger train operations, running only freight trains to transport essential commodities. This decision was a major blow to thousands of porters like him across the country. After the government announced on August 11th that it would continue to suspend all passenger and suburban train services in view of the rising number of COVID cases, their struggle seems to have no end in sight. Our reporter Ayan visited the New Delhi railway station to speak to them and bring to you their stories. Do watch his video report titled, Nobody Cares About Our Plight. Railway Porters Feel Crushed by the Covid Crisis. Dear listeners, bringing you reports like this not only requires time and effort but also resources. Now, as you all know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We do not get any money from advertisers, be it the government or private companies. And that is because we strongly believe that in times as polarized as this, the need for independent media organizations that can talk about real issues that concern the public, that is you, is of the utmost importance. So please go to our website, check out all the stuff we do and if you think we deserve your support, which costs as little as 300 bucks a month, then please hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The flood situation in Bihar is showing no signs of improvement with over 83 lakh people across 16 districts affected as of Sunday. Thankfully, no new areas have been affected in the last 24 hours. 
The Disaster Management Department said that the flood-related deaths remained unchanged at 27. The highest casualties were registered in Darbhanga district with 11 deaths, followed by 6 in Muzaffarpur, 4 in West Champaran and 2 each in Saran, Siwan and Khagaria. The department reported that the number of people being served cooked food has come down to 1.7 lakh on Sunday from 2.09 lakhs on the previous day. The number of community kitchens has also reduced by 50 since Saturday to reach 219. It also said that 5.5 lakh people have been evacuated so far by 26 teams of the National Disaster Response Force and the State Disaster Response Force. Meanwhile, the Ganga continues to flow above the danger mark at three places in the state. Other major rivers which are flowing above the danger level at several places in the state include the Bagmati, Burhi, Gandak, Ghagra and Kiroi. The 16 flood-affected districts are Sitamari, Shohar, Supol, Kishanganj, Darbhanga, Muzaffarpur, Gopalganj, West Champaran, East Champaran, Khagaria, Saran, Samastipur, Siwan, Madhubani, Madhepura and Saharsa. In Andhra Pradesh, the flood situation remains the same as the Godavari River is in spate. Island villages continue to face power cutoffs that began a week ago. Relief camps in East and West Godavari districts have sheltered over 60,000 locals. Meanwhile, heavy rains swept several parts of Gujarat on Sunday, leading to waterlogged areas and disruption of normal functioning. A high alert was sounded for 108 dams in the state. Sabarkant, Ahmedabad, Gandhinagar, Patan and Surat are among the areas receiving heavy rainfall since Sunday. The Indian Med Department issued a red category warning for Rajasthan, Saurashtra and Kutch, which are expected to get extremely heavy rainfall today. West Bengal is also likely to record heavy to very heavy rain in southern parts as a new low-pressure area developed over the Bay of Bengal. Yesterday's letter from 23 Congress leaders that include Shashi Tharoor, Kapil Sibyl, Milind Deora and others has created quite a furor within the party and in the media, of course. Interim Congress Chief Sonia Gandhi offered to step down as the party president. She asked the Congress Working Committee to begin the process of transition to relieve her from her duties. Former Prime Minister Manmohan Singh and senior leader A.K. Antony, however, urged Sonia Gandhi to continue with her role till a permanent president was appointed. In the CWC meeting today, Rahul Gandhi, on the other hand, questioned the timing of the letter, saying it came at a time when the party was already battling a crisis in Rajasthan and the party chief was unwell. The meeting was high on drama after Rahul Gandhi's purported remark that the letter was written in collusion with BJP. Leader of opposition in Rajya Sabha, Gulam Nabi Azad, later clarified that Gandhi had never said anything to that effect. Congress leader Kapil Sibyl was quick to express his displeasure over Rahul Gandhi's purported remark. However, the senior advocate later withdrew his statement following a personal clarification from Rahul Gandhi. Meanwhile, former Karnataka Chief Minister Siddharamaiah urged Sonia Gandhi to convince Rahul Gandhi to take up the party's top post if her health does not permit full-fledged dedication. Yesterday's letter addressed to Sonia Gandhi had asked for a full-time and effective leadership which is both visible and active in the field, elections to the CWC and the urgent establishment of an institutional leadership mechanism to collectively guide the party's revival. I do feel that has the Congress moved away from its principles of where Gandhi and Nehru wanted to believe this country would be? Oh, for sure. I'll give you an example. Nothing bothers me more then when I see this resort politics of Inanda. How often have you met Rahul Gandhi? 
How many times? Well, I used to meet him like, you know, very often between the 2004 to 9 and between 9 to 14. I went to his constituency of Amethi. I went to Mrs. Gandhi's constituency of Rai Bareilly many a times to meet him. And then I think after 2014, I think Mr. Gandhi became terribly inaccessible. That was Sanjay Jha, the former spokesperson of the Congress who was recently sacked for writing articles critical of the party. In this candid interview with Abhinandan Sekri, he talked about the issues within the party, the role of a party spokesperson and how it has changed over the years and a lot more. You'll find the interview on newslaundry.com or you can also watch it on our YouTube channel. Please note that the complete interview is only available to News Laundry subscribers. Lawyer activist Prashant Bhushan held guilty of contempt for his tweets on Chief Justice of India S.A. Bobde and the Supreme Court has refused to retract or apologise as the three-day time window given to him by the top court expired today. Bhushan said that retracting his statement or offering an insincere apology would amount to contempt of his conscience. On August 20th, the Supreme Court had rejected Bhushan's request to adjourn the hearing on the quantum of punishment and transfer the case to another bench. Justice Arun Kumar Mishra, who led the bench, commenting that he had not convicted anyone of contempt in 24 years as a judge, had told Bhushan, and I quote, Don't just apply legal brain here. You may do hundreds of good things, but that doesn't give you a license to do 10 crimes. Unquote. In an earlier hearing of the case, Bhushan had contended that he had considered his tweets the discharge of highest duty and that open criticism is necessary to safeguard the democracy and its values. The entire case is in relation to two tweets by Prashant Bhushan. The first tweet commented about an undeclared emergency and the role of Supreme Court and the last four Chief Justices of India. The second tweet was about Chief Justice S.A. Bobde, who was seen riding a Harley-Davidson superbike in his hometown Nagpur during the coronavirus outbreak. And now for some international updates. More than 23.3 million people around the world have been diagnosed with COVID-19. While more than 15 million people have recovered, at least 806,500 people have died. The World Health Organization has said that some 172 countries are engaging with the WHO-led COVAX plan designed to ensure equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines, but more funding is urgently needed and countries should now make binding commitments. WHO's Director General Dr. Tedros said, and I quote, Initially, when there will be limited supply of COVID-19 vaccines, it is important to provide the vaccine to those at highest risk around the globe. Unquote. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has authorized the use of blood plasma from patients who have recovered from COVID-19 to treat those battling with the disease. The FDA said that early evidence suggests that plasma can decrease mortality and improve patients' health when given in the first three days of hospitalization. Meanwhile, the company manufacturing the Oxford University coronavirus vaccine has denied that it is in talks with the Trump administration about fast-tracking its vaccine for emergency use ahead of the November presidential elections. With both Russia and China pressing ahead with inoculations involving experimental vaccines which are yet to pass safety trials, the Trump administration has become increasingly frustrated with the FDA. The president has even suggested that the FDA is deliberately delaying the approval of a vaccine for political reasons. The Philippines Education Department reported that at least 311 teachers and 268 students have been infected with COVID-19. 
The department has postponed the resumption of classes amid fears of the spread of COVID-19, which has infected almost 190,000 people in the country. In Italy, the number of COVID-19 infections continues to rise. Another 1,210 people tested positive on Sunday, which is the sharpest daily rise since May when the country was still under lockdown. About half of the new cases are holidaymakers returning from Croatia, Greece, Spain, Malta and also Sardinia. At the start of the sentencing hearings for the Christchurch killings of 2019 today, a prosecutor said that the Australian man who killed 51 people at two mosques in New Zealand in 2019 meticulously planned his shooting rampage to maximise casualties. Brenton Tarrant, a self-confessed white supremacist, has pleaded guilty to 51 murder charges, 40 charges of attempted murder and one charge of committing a terrorist act in relation to the massacre in the southern city of Christchurch, which he streamed live on Facebook. The 29-year-old faces a sentence of life in prison, possibly without a parole, when he is sentenced later this week. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.